yes, ladies and gentlemen, it's Monday, and that means it's time for the Wrestling Inc. Monday Night Raw after show. And have we got a show for you? We've got Cody Rhodes and CM Punk. We've got Seth Rollins and Gunther, and we even have Tom and Nick Mysterio. But before we get in to all of these duos, allow me to introduce the crew. I'm Jack Farmer, being joined by Jimmy Corderas and Justin Labar. Justin Labar, how you feeling today? I'm feeling great. I mean, we it is Royal Rumble week. I mean, these are the weeks as a wrestling pundit you live for, you wake up early for, you stay up late for. This is it. Yeah, th- this was such a good show. We're, we're going to get into it in a little bit here. But, but uh, Jimmy, how was your weekend? I, for one, finally went and saw The Iron Claw. It was a good movie. Uh, I enjoyed it. I got to go see it. Man, I, I don't know why I've been procrastinating this long. But like Justin said, it is Royal Rumble season. And I've been blessed to be a part of some of the some, some wonderful moments in Royal Rumble history, including the first one. Actually, was one of the referees for the very first Royal Rumble in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. You always have to, any town in Canada, you have to make sure you mention the country as well. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, I feel like that means you're partially the reason that the Royal Rumble has become so successful, Jimmy. I I missed that. You you froze for a second there. (laughs) You're you're the you're partially successful. One of the reasons why the Royal Rumble is so successful. Well, if you say so, I don't <laughs> I don't know about that, but it, it kind of became like a thing where yeah, uh, you ref- you're going to referee uh, Royal Rumbles and TLC matches. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got a big show lined up for everyone. I want to make sure we get into it. Let's uh, first, of course, if you're here in the chat, I see a lot of names I haven't seen before. So please make sure to like, comment, share, subscribe, leave a nice little comment while you're there in Apple and in YouTube. Uh, But let's talk about some news. We had some very interesting news coming through here uh, that's been lingering for a little bit. Uh, Drew McIntyre's contract status has been uh, in the news lately. Uncertainty remains regarding McIntyre's future with the promotion as his contract is set to expire in April. PW Insider Elite reports that despite McIntyre's current standing within WWE, a new contract has not been reached between the two sides at this time. Should McIntyre and WWE not come to an agreement, it would mean McIntyre would become a free agent immediately following WrestleMania 40. Justin, are we living in a world where we should expect more wrestlers to test the free agent market now that there's some options out there? It's possible, uh, of course. Um, you know, I think Drew is a situation where uh, I'd have to assume he's made some good money. You know, he's he's been you know he's been booked top of the card and solid for a while. So I'm sure he's he's got some paydays. So you know, I'd have to imagine he has some financial freedom. And as you said, you know, you can look at other options: AEW, the 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 back the hard to kill TNA. Uh, you know, maybe he looks at a Nick Nemeth and and you know. Obviously, then TNA, but you know, maybe wants to go around the globe, wants to wants to do some independence. You know, it's hard to say. I mean, if I if I'm Drew though, and I'm looking at my WWE status, I'm looking at how packed it is for WWE. That's a good thing for WWE. How deep the depth chart is, and also I look at if I'm Drew, I look at creatively what else can be done. You know, like you know, we it, it was highlighted even in a promo tonight by Priest. You know, Drew was at the top of the mountain, albeit it was during 
uh, tough times in the pandemic. But then after that, he's every every big situation he's been in, he's lost. So I just I don't know what else there is creatively left for him, and I and I have to think that would be something he's factoring into at this point in his career. So, yeah, I think it's a very real possibility that he could um, want to go test the waters uh, and just see what's out there uh, and what 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 kind of offer he could get elsewhere. Yeah, Jimmy, it's it's interesting because AEW's been around for uh, five years now, so it doesn't feel like a a new thing, but we are still sort of in new territory as far as actually having uh, contracts coming up during the time when AEW is around. Uh, and so this is, it feels like it's so rare that you hear about wrestlers, even, you know, across the pond, Okada, letting their contract expire and not having something already signed. But in pro sports, that's kind of the big free agent move is to wait until the contract expires and let everyone pitch you the most money possible uh is this you've been you've been around this a bit more than most people is this out of the ordinary for someone of drew mcintyre's stature to let it get this close to the end of the contract before having a deal pretty much ready to go uh yeah i guess it's changing a little bit like you you made the comparison to to pro sports where where athletes would uh wait for their contracts to come at least very close to becoming an ending and then uh, them holding out for the best possible deal or best possible money they can get. That sounds like what Drew is doing right now. He's probably looking to, to, uh, to, to see what the better business deal is for him. Then again, like I've always said, and I hate to sound repetitive, which I probably will tonight a few times, this is the wrestling business and, and Drew has got to do business. What's best for Drew McIntyre. And you talk about options. It's nice to see that there are options out there because that makes the wrestling business better when there are options mm-hmm. out there and there's opportunities for, for talent to go elsewhere. But at the same time, you got to look at what happens to these talents. You know, Justin mentioned, where does Drew go in the WWE creatively if he stays on board? Uh, what's left for him to accomplish? Where does he go next? That sort of thing. But then again, we've seen uh, in AEW a few talents come over from WWE and creatively it feels like they, I don't want to say drop the ball, but haven't gotten what they should out of the talents that they've brought over. And I hate to use his, this as an example because he's a good friend of mine, Edge, former Edge, Adam Copeland. Uh, I, 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 I'm kind of at a loss. I, yes, he's getting to do these matches with people he never got to work be- with before, but this story he has with his good buddy Christian Cage should be the priority for him, at least for now. And mm-hmm. that story before you start moving on. Well, We'll have to see where it goes with Drew. It's a weird time where so many things are on the table. Even guys like Matt Cardona showing that, hey, just staying on the indies can be very uh, lucrative for a lot of people. So the future really is up in the air. We'll have to see. Um, But something that we do know for sure now is who's going to be on the cover of WWE 2K24. Uh, We've got on the standard edition, Cody Rhodes. We've got the deluxe edition, with Bianca Belair and Rhea Ripley, and then the WrestleMania 40-year anniversary edition, a whole bunch of superstars on the cover. Uh, Very, very cool, a big honor for a lot of wrestlers, I'm sure, and especially the ones that play a lot of video games. I know Cody Rhodes is a big video game guy. I don't know about uh, everyone else. Uh, But also 
first female only covers very historic um to see so that's very cool uh jimmy are you a video game fan do you do you get this and you've been there do you do the wrestlers follow the video game much when it comes out that no, you well, saw when you were there well some do and some don't it's it, it's it's weird you're either into it or you're not I'm, I'm not a big video game guy i'm more of a play online little games you know sort of thing mm -hmm. but but for the talent that gets to be put on the cover, it is a big deal. And it means that the the company is putting their faith in you mm -hmm. by putting you on this cover. They have confidence in you and they have plans for you. And that's why it's very special having Cody on the cover, because now you know that they've got something in mind for Cody in the future. And having the women on there for the first time ever, that's another big deal because they have been putting some emphasis on the women's division. As far as which legends go on the cover, you can make an argument for, you know, Hogan, Undertaker, Rock, uh, Stone Cold, John Cena. There's a, mm -hmm. you know, Rick, Fla there's a Mount Rushmore. Or Do you go Mount Rushmore or is there plenty more mountains? <laughs> Uh, several Mount Rushmore's, <laughs> you know what I mean? You can have a 30-man rumble poster on the the uh the, that the cover. cover. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'd like, uh, like to go on record and say I'd like to go online and play roller coaster tycoon with Jimmy. I'd like us to build up our amusement park. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm a I'm a big fan of the games. I, I play a lot of them. I skipped last year's. Uh, I, I don't get them every year, I get them every few years, but uh, probably get this one this time around. Um, I'm a big fan of them. I, I I love playing them. I like downloading the characters and doing the universe mode and all that stuff. If you're in the chat, let us know if you play the WWE games and what your thoughts are on the games. But Justin, um, I don't know if you play a whole lot of these wrestling games, but uh, I, I as a, just an art fan, I feel like the cover art the past few years has just been awesome with Rey Mysterio, John Cena, and now that that just I really dig that 40 years of WrestleMania cover. I don't know if you've seen it yet, but uh, very cool looking. Yeah, I saw the cover. Uh, no, I haven't played a wrestling video game in probably almost 20 years. Um, if I if I pick up a video game anymore, occasionally with you know my brother-in-law or somebody, maybe it's to play some Madden or some NHL. That's that's pretty. But yeah, that, even then, that's once uh, once or twice a year, maybe. Mm -hmm. But uh, you know, it's funny um, as Jimmy was saying, and he's absolutely right. About how you know when you're on the cover and this and that that that's just another sign of the company they, they have plans for you they're investing in you. Not often do I think that you can uh, draw too too much of what's going to be booked based upon the WWE's video game and choices about it. But it is kind of interesting that even the marketing that we heard tonight on Raw of how the Cody Rhodes is the one cover and and the and the, and the, the finishing the story is part of the gameplay. Um, that's a hell of a hell of a choice to do as we are six days away from officially getting on the on-ramp to the road to mania and him finishing the story. So I'm not saying that, that the video game cover automatically spoils or that it's going to happen this year. Cause I think this time last year, we all were ready to, to, to bet our high dollars to cash hmm. in big in Vegas that he was going to finish the story last year and it didn't happen. So nothing's a guarantee, and the field is that much busier this year with Punk and all the moving parts, and and oh by the way, that guy named The Rock. So I don't know what's going to happen, but it is a hell of a choice for them to choose Cody and the finishing the story as part of the marketing of their video games. Which this time every year, the video game is always a big deal. So um, just I take from take from that what you want to take from that. 
Yeah, it's funny. I was just saying to Flobo uh, uh, via text uh, when the, this came out that uh, I wonder if we're going to get Bianca Belair versus Rhea Ripley at Roy or at WrestleMania now that they're both on the cover. But I don't know. We'll have to see it in the chat. It looks like uh, Burning is saying he plays it every single year. Uh, Max Feldman says I do just picked up AW Fight Forever. Also, Adam Staples used to, but don't play him anymore. Loud Miami fan says, yes, I waste $99 per year to have everything unlocked. Uh, and Baby <laughs> I says, I download the CM Punk creator wrestler. He better be in this year's version. I got a feeling he will. Is be. that what? So, so on top oh. of the video, on top of the video game, which costs whatever that costs, mm -hmm. is it, well, I'm guessing the video game is like what, like, like a few hundred bucks. Does it cost $99 to unlock all of the special characters it, and gimmicks? Is that oh. true? So, it's uh, the standard edition is just the regular game, and then the deluxe edition comes with extra unlocked characters and things and then the 40 year wrestlemania one comes with everything and it's like priced higher and i think mm. the, the wrestlemania one's going to be the you buy that you get everything I um, yeah I, I, so, I, yeah not to interrupt but because i didn't realize that the covers were out and i looked up the cover for the for the 40 year one and it it is awesome it's so awesome. I'd, I'd oh, buy that poster. I think that's so cool. Mm -hmm. uh, Flobo Boy says $59, $79, and $99 is the um, okay. the pricing. Here's Thanks, my uh, Thank you, Flobo. Here's my WWE video game memory. And Jimmy, you were riding the road reference, so I, I doubt you were involved in this, but Jack, you <laughs> might. It was for, it was the, <laughs> it was the first WWF game for the first PlayStation. And mm -hmm. I remember being so amped to get this thing and when you find, and, and it was so because like prior to that you had games for sega and nintendo and it was very arcade right this one they walked out onto the stage it was when you know you had the raw's war stage they walked on the stage there was pyro it was like and it, it, it was very cheap and primitive obviously again this is we're talking this is late late 90s you know 98 99 compared to obviously all the how real it looks now yeah but i can remember being so excited just for that and the look of it and of course playstation had you know all you know was was state-of-the-art at, at the time uh that, that that's where my family goes back and then yeah into the smackdown games that they had and you know shut your mouth and here comes the pain and then i kind of trailed off after that the uh there's a great meme out there of uh it says like uh, me in 1998, I can't imagine graphics ever looking better than this. And it said the graphics in 98 is like a stone cold, like a square head. <laughs> you know, it's a, like, yeah, it's you know, it's a really, I have to send this to you, Jack. A really great uh, graphics or video game meme is, and I'm sure the, somebody in the chat might even be able to send it to us. It's a split screen of <laughs> here's what it looks like on the Madden video game now that the Lions have just advanced to the NFC Championship. Here's what it looked like the last time on Madden with the Lions. And it's like just the worst pixelated Madden graphics from the early 90s. That's, That's tremendous. It's, video games are such a funny way of looking back at how much time has passed. They did that with The Undertaker in his career, like his first video game and his last video game. And it's like crazy the differences. But we got to talk about some pro wrestling here. But of course, mm -hmm. as always, I want to give a shout out to everyone in the chat, whether it be Flobo, Killer of Demons, whether it be Adam Staples, Ethan Cruz, Tommy O, Jose Mendez, Drew Jr., Ricky Zaldivar, John Blue, John C., Reaper Brink, Mike Rouse, Sev, Stephen Camp, Mr. Meowpuss, Joel, Max Feldman, Fernando, we got Jeff Bailey, uh, Baby Ice, Tox Kazim, mm -hmm. Loud Miami Fan, and 
burning and beer money and many more. I, I got a bunch of that time. So thank you guys so much for being here. Uh, make sure again, like, comment, share, subscribe, leave a nice little review for us. All the, the overlords watching us from the static media towers uh, like to see good <laughs> things up there. Uh, and, uh, and don't worry, uh, Victor and Kevin, I see you guys as well. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, let's talk about a raw that spoiler alert was a good one. I enjoyed this. This, this was like, this was, we ate tonight, fellas. This was mm -hmm. a good episode. Um, starts with Seth Rollins coming out saying he's hurt and then, and he's emotional. This is great. And then Gunther comes out and he's like, Hey man, you had a, you had a rough go of it. Like I, I'm actually supportive of you caught me off guard. Uh, but then Seth Rollins says, well, I'm going to forget the doctors. I'm going to defend this thing. And Gunther says, good. Cause I'm going to win the rumble. I'm targeting you and I'm going to go after your leg. Uh, after this Imperium, uh, New Day attacks Imperium, they have their match, and then they get a big fight going there. Lots of stuff happened. This was, uh, just, I'm going to go to you first. Just, I feel like this, so like, one, this was entertaining on its own. It also opened up so many little tree branches of what could happen in the Royal Rumble and what could happen after it. Justin, this was absolutely phenomenal, I thought. What, what about you? Uh, yeah, so much to take away from this obviously the Seth stuff up front um you know ever since the injury was kind of became aware you know we had talked about last monday and and he confirmed it there and it was exactly where i thought i saw it which was that moonsault and then we find out later in the week that he's got some tears and and so you know there's a lot to take about with seth rollins um yesterday on busted open myself and my great co-host jonathan hood we spent you know so much time just navigating all the different scenarios and angles of what this could mean and, and the trickle-down effect um and tonight Rollins, he said he said something without saying much, and what I mean is, he said that he wants to be a fighting champion. You know, basically the hell with the doctors and and with what you know medical would say he should do. But they still kept it pretty open ended to the point of Gunther obviously making himself a new challenger and a new threat that Rollins is to be watching for. Again, you still have the money in the bank there, so. That was interesting. I, I was happy they put Rollins out there and they at least addressed it, but they addressed it without – that was the least committal address mm -hmm. without it being a complete flop and a waste of time. Like he said something and he got the crowd rallied and rah rod and it gave reason for Gunther to come out and whatever. So it was like they did just enough, but they, but they did not walk it any further, almost like they still are going to figure this out and kind of take this week by week and see what they have to do, like whether they truly let him ride it out and get to Mania, and, and he's as healthy as he could possibly be, or whether they go the next few weeks and, like, this just isn't going to work, right. and we got to call the audible, and the audible is somebody catches in on you, or the audible is somebody goats you into a match and Gunther beats you, whatever, whatever the audible you know, So, you know, that was interesting. And then, yeah, I mean, Gunther out there, I, you have to take him seriously. I mean, obviously he came down to the final two in the Rumble last year, so he's another guy, even if he's holding a title already. You got to take serious. You know, I have my own thoughts about where he's at in the Rumble, as I tweeted earlier on the night. Uh, and then this New Day, Imperium. Talk about something that was just a match several weeks ago. You know, just another match, essentially, between two teams. And Imperium's trying to earn their way and, and, and get Guther's approval. And this has turned into a blood sport. This has turned into, like... They're, I mean, we're not double count out. Great use of double count out here, and then there's double count out. All right, we've already lost. F it. We're gonna go. We're gonna go balls to the wall uh, and through tables out. You know, 
there's much more to be done here uh, with with these teams, and it's very exciting. So a lot of, a lot of great stuff out of mm-hmm. uh, these two tag teams. Yeah, Reaper no. Brink saying great way to open Raw. Gunther is the man. Killer Demon saying it was a great opening. Uh, Jimmy, uh, so I want to talk about Gunther here. Mm-hmm. In one of my favorite things about Gunther in this segment is so often I think people feel like the bad guy needs to be a bad guy to be a bad guy all the time. But as a character, and I think sometimes characters get lost in wrestling so much. The Gunther character would respect Seth Rollins and fighting through the, you know, the back injury mm-hmm. now seems silly because he's got a real knee injury. But like fighting through the back injury, defending against everyone, being an honorable champion, that character would respect that. And so I thought it was such a cool thing that he didn't just come out and be like, I'm the bad guy. You suck. But actually, he's like, yeah, I, I, I dig that about you. What, what were your takeaways on this opening segment and, of course, everything else? No, first first of all, I was surprised it was Gunther and Imperium coming out. I was that was not expected for me. I was it was a nice, pleasant surprise to have him come out. And the bigger surprise was, like you said, coming out and putting Seth over, but at the same time putting himself over more. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you, you are a fighting champion, but you're not quite as as much of a fighting champion as I am. You know, you right. He he was being a heel in in. in <laughs> <laughs> not in a nice way, but just that condescending way he was speaking, but he showed that he can talk and be that kind of guy. And he said the overall talent that you need to be to, to get elevated. And what they did in this segment and Seth did especially was elevate Gunther. They made him feel like a real threat in this rumble. And when you were writing down names, like you're writing down, okay, I think so-and-so can win the rumble. I think so-and-so. Now, all of a sudden, people are going, oh, you know what? I could see Gunther winning the Royal Rumble. So they accomplished that goal. And and I love the segment with him and him and and Rollins. And yes, Rollins did leave it open-ended. He said a grade two MCL's terror, I think, I, I believe was one of the things he said, which... Uh, if if it's not a full tear, I guess you can rehab it and, you know, you can doctor Google it and see how long it takes and all that sort of stuff. But, uh, you know, I get, again, like Justin said, I think they're going to play it by ear week to week. And as far as the tag team, I like the fact that New Day came out. Usually I'm not, a tw- you know, a big fan of 20 and 10, as I like to say, 20 pounds in a 10 pound bag. But mm-hmm. it made sense for them to come out and attack. And it did feel like a fight more than a tag match. And I like seeing Kofi, this different side of Kofi, because we know Kofi could be that athletic, energetic baby face who could show us a lot of cool moves. And, you know, as we saw later on in the night, some of the cool stuff he does in the rumble, but to see him get this violent and the double count out, as Justin said, I didn't mind because it made me feel like they didn't care about winning the match. They just wanted to inflict punishment on the other guys. And that makes sense. Yeah. And Justin, this, you alluded it to it and you talked about it in your, uh, as you were speaking a moment ago, this new day is just like a different threat level new day. Just, I love the vision. I love that the, the, them and Imperium are almost treating like the fact that it's a match is secondary. Like, Oh, it happens to be a match. I was, gonna fight you regardless of whether or not this was a, a match and i'm gonna try to beat you up regardless and it, it they do such a good job of making this feel like they hate each other and not just that they're scheduled to hate each other you know if, if that makes sense no um, it does yeah no it does yeah. i mean between between the you know it started with vinci getting the real concussion um scare or protocol whatever you want to call it, and the match gets stopped and then 
We see Kaiser just get real brutal and real dastardly on Kofi uh, recently. I mean, it, it, it this this feels this this does not feel manufactured, right? This feels <clears throat> the juice feels real, and and it's it's exciting to go into Rumble because you know Kofi's always good for a big Rumble spot, and now that you know that these guys are going to be lurking and, and they're you know these they're all going to cross paths. It's just potential of what it all could be. It's going to be. It's, I'm looking forward to it. Now, there was a comment made, and it was something that I had in my notes. I, 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 so I have to ask it, and Justin, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw it to you because I, I, I feel like I throw to, to Jimmy a lot when I have the comparison to AEW uh, question. <laughs> so I'm going to go to you this time. Loud Miami fans said this in the chat. I had it in my notes, though, for you. WWE pulled the AEW Dynamite tonight. They didn't allow the Rollins Gunther segment to breathe. It went right into fights and action between the New Day and Imperium. Do you think there's some fairness in that comment? No, th- this feels like <clears throat> this felt like the time to where you do segue quickly into the next thing. And it wasn't even like it was that they didn't let things breathe. Gunther, you know, Gunther, and I also like to Gunther saying, um, not only not only you know he's saying, oh, you're a fighting champion, but but not quite as me. I like him also saying, and if you and I do ever fight, I'm gonna go after your bad knee. I'm gonna go like I love like. I'm not, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna chicken shit poke you in the eye or do that stuff. I'm just gonna like go after her and be as sadistic and sick as possible. I love that. Mm-hmm. They shook hands. They like acknowledge each other. So like y- you got it, you got it. But then it does make sense that if he has his Imperium guys out there, if it was just oh here's your next scheduled tag team opponent to up go up the ranks, well then yeah, that would be rushing it to have their opponents come out. Let it, let Gunther and Seth breathe go to three minute commercial break come back but the fact that imperium the, the, the kaiser and vinci's tag team opponents are as we just discussed opponents who don't give a damn really about winning the match they all just need they all want to beat the shit out of each other right now it would make sense that they are going to come out and just oh they're sitting ducks we're gonna come out and attack them and let's get this going and that's how we're gonna segue into the next match um mm-hmm. that it, it makes sense because it, because it's because of the of, of, of the level of hatred that the, the, the rivalry is getting to um th- this is the time where it made sense to do that yeah if right. if imperium's if imperium had a tag team match tonight and it was just against just pick a tag team that they don't really have anything going on with if, if you just pick a babyface tag team if that was the case and that babyface tag team came out and like attacked them or do whatever yeah that'd be weird it'd be weird that baby faces are attacking it'd be weird that we went into it so fast but this makes sense for all the reasons we've outlined of the history here uh, and i also wonder does it, are, are we leading into a return of Big E? You know, Big E's been out for a long time because of his health, which sucks because he's such an awesome performer. Uh, I think I heard read somewhere recently that he said he's not close to a return. But in fairness, if he was, he's not going to tell you that he's close to a return. So true, right? True. That's why I try not to get too far into on, on Twitter. There were some comments about like, does this mean Seth Rollins' injury is fake or or whatever? I'm not going to get into it. I, because I'll never know. Like, there's no way we're going to find out. You know what I mean? So just <clears throat> he just did tweet. He definitely tweaked something. That's for sure. And and as I said yeah. last week, at the end of that match, it looked like there was going to be some aftermath. But he, you know, when Chad Patton, the referee, leaned in, he went, "No, yeah, that's it." You know what I mean? So that told me something was up. Um, so we get a match. Uh, Ivy Nile faces Valhalla. Uh, Ivy gets hyped up with Diamond Mind and Maxine Dupree before they both go out there. Uh, and there's a lot of talk of bare feet before Ivy Nile gets a fairly straightforward win uh, in her Raw debut. Uh, Jimmy, 
Uh, hard to keep the energy after what we just saw, uh, but Ivy Nile gets a straightforward win, a step forward for her. Yeah, I guess uh, I guess it was okay, but the crowd wasn't into it. They told you everything you needed to know. The the, the energy that, that <clears throat> they exuded from what they just saw between the, the exchange with Gunther and, and Seth and the tag team match, uh, I guess it sucked the life out of this one. There just wasn't any interest. I don't, I, I don't think they've done enough. I mean, like, don't get me wrong. The women tried, but it just, there was something that wasn't connecting in yeah. that match. Justin, do you think there is a bit of confusion uh, on there's Ivy Nile and Diamond Mind and like, are they a part of Alpha Academy? Are they not? Like, what's this? I feel like they're putting them together. So there's sort of like a, a, a rub between them and, and how the fans react to them. But there's this weird, like, are they together? Or are they not together? I, I don't know. I, I guess I don't really know what their involvement is. And it, it makes this kind of a weird pairing. No, it is kind of weird. I mean, I, you can see the intention of <clears throat> Alpha Academy was over naturally with just, um, Chad and Otis, and then they're trying to bring, you know, diamond. They're trying to bring diamond mine and trying to get that rub to them. But it's people aren't really caring yet. I mean, we, they, we, they, I mean, we've we, we've seen with the brothers tag team. Uh, their names escape me real quick. Um, uh, Brutus and yes. um, God, yeah. I, I say their yeah. name all the time. Why can't I remember the other one's name? Is it Brutus and Cassius? No. Um, well, nonetheless, that's what I'm talking about. We've seen when they've had matches. People have like eventually popped when they've seen the 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 explosive offense, the feats of strength, but still people aren't yet. You know they're not. Nobody's nobody's popping when their music gets. Nobody's you know I don't I don't know how many people are buying a ticket to see them. And Ivy Nile even more so. You know I just nobody cares yet. And Valhalla, you know, Ivar is getting over, and Valhalla is part of that presentation and 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 that and that accessory. She's working there. But her, just in a singles match against Ivy Nile, I just don't, I mean, it, it's a win for Ivy Nile, so it's good against her W on TV, but I just, just people need to care about the babyface wanting to win. They want to see, you have mm-hmm. to have the people wanting to see the good guy come out on top, and I just don't think anybody cared. And by the yeah, way, since we, all, since we often are all in our wrestling bubble, we don't get to often uh, hear about casual, uh, if your random person was in the room, uh, my wife was in the room, for, <laughs> saw the match graphic for Ivy Nile and Valhalla, She's like, wait, is that girl going to go up against a dude? And I was like, no, Valhalla's a girl. She couldn't tell that Valhalla was wearing mm-hmm. like paint and whatever, whatever. And then when she saw Valhalla come out, she goes, this chick's kind of scary looking. So for <laughs> right. what it's worth, of mm-hmm. a person who had never seen yeah. Valhalla before, Valhalla made a, a visual impression. Yeah, Valhalla makes a great visual impression. I think I think that if she was pushed or, or got wins, we would care. But I don't think we've seen her win, so we don't miss mm-hmm. care. By the way, it's Julius and Brutus. Julius. Uh, as I, I, for yeah, Castilian. And I think people care about more about Valhalla because she's been around longer. And again, she's attached mm-hmm. to the Viking Raiders, especially to Ivar right now, and he's on on a momentum roll weekly. It's Ivy now. It's yeah. if the people don't care about the baby face, that's a you're dead in the water. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's it's very um, and it's it's one of these things, and we see this in other companies too. Sometimes is that like. Yes, she's good. Yes, she has the like Ivy Nile is great, but you have to give me a reason why I like her. And if it's just her on TV and then getting a, a win, cool, but that doesn't get me there. And and that's where I think like we see some other places do. It'll be like, 
yeah, but this is a good wrestler, so mm. you're supposed to love them. And it's like, no, you got to – Yeah, they're all good. Yeah. You got to give me a reason why this is the one I like, and I don't think she's had that opportunity yet. Exactly. That's what you like. Give me some reasons to get invested in her. Give me some reasons to want to see her beat someone as opposed mm -hmm. to just putting them on TV and saying, hey, here you go, good wrestler. And, and I know – I, I, and I hate to be sizes and I, and I've, and I've, and I've made these comments with, with to certain female performers, even on AEW. So I'm going to be fair here. WWE Ivy. Now, obviously she is, she's a much smaller in stature female competitor. And I know that that part of her gimmick, that they think the pit bull and, and they're trying to like, you know, <laughs> trying to let, not, not let her size define her and that she's still got a big bite and she's still to be taken seriously, but it, it's, it's, it's a hard, it's hard to do. It's just hard. I'm just gonna be honest. It's hard to do. I mean, somebody having a smaller stature woman, or, or, or even if it's a male, small male, and trying to have them be the baby face, you know, you can try to have them be the little engine that could be the little mighty mouse that never gives up. But that's just it's hard to do. It's hard to pull off and get the fans to buy into. So, you know, it, it has to maybe it starts here. Maybe it starts when she gets a win against Valhalla. Maybe she gets a win. Maybe, maybe she goes a great distance, a showing in the Royal Rumble. In the women's rumble, I'm talking about Ivan Nile. So you go, okay, all right, Ivan Nile had a big show in the, in the rumble. Maybe she has a, a a power display where she eliminates a woman, uh, you know, twice her size or has some feat of strength, something, you know. So maybe this is the start. You got to start somewhere. But just where we are at this point, Ivan Nile, I just don't. I just people don't care. Right. Yeah, and I want to say here, uh, Jeff Bailey in the chat mentions, uh, give her some time to figure out what her character is uh, for. For me, just so everyone knows, when I give these reviews and I say things like this, I've seen Ivy Nile a bunch on NXT. I actually like what she's, she's done. I thought she was great when she was in NXT UK for a little bit. I'm talking about in the vacuum of if no one had seen her before and just was watching what we'd seen on Raw, because that's how most of the viewers are seeing it. So when I say that we need to a reason to like her, it's not that I'm saying I have no reason to like her. I'm saying the people who are in the crowd who maybe haven't seen her before need that is where we're coming from. Right. Um, with, with that. So, mm -hmm. um, Nia Jax comes out and cuts a promo and she basically says, look, I squashed everybody and she understands why everyone wants to have matches with each other and not with her. Uh, Becky Lynch comes out and talks some trash. Then Bailey comes out and talks some trash we get a scuffle, and Nia Jax is left standing tall. And backstage, Rhea Ripley tells Becky Lynch she's going to have to find other plans for WrestleMania. Uh, Jimmy, this was one of those moments where I, I feel like this is a, a for me, a pitch-perfect Royal Rumble, let's show everyone that they hate each other moment before we get to the big show. No, it definitely was. And, and, and obviously, Nia Jax... It, comes out of this looking like a huge threat to win the rumble and that's what you wanted that was the goal to accomplish here especially against someone like a becky lynch and even a bailey uh, uh the one thing i like too is it, you know we talk about the little things on here the little things after she you know all the damage was done to becky throwing her over the top rope kind mm -hmm. of like the precursor saying look this is what's going to happen to you on saturday not sunday gunther saturday so, but, uh, the, you know, dropping the leg on Bailey was cool. But at the end of that, she should have taken her time, picked her up, thrown her over the top rope as well. That's just a little thing I, you know, I wish you would have yeah. done. It, just to signify, this is going to be, it doesn't matter who it is. I'm going to take care of business. I'm going to throw everyone over that top rope who, who dares to challenge me. 
um, Justin, this is one of those times, and uh, we'll talk about damage control, obviously, a little bit later, but this is one of those times, Royal Rumble is one of those times where I don't care if uh, she's on a SmackDown, on SmackDown. This was great. I love seeing Bailey come out. How about how did you feel about her crossing the line? Bailey has Bailey's always been good. Um, mm-hmm. I, I can remember my first trip getting to go down to the Performance Center, uh, and then and then getting uh, the chance to watch them do uh, NXT. I believe it was a Takeover uh, and Full Sail, and it was the Iron Woman match between her and Sasha. <clears throat> And from that point on, I was just such a Bailey believer. I was like, "This, she's always been good, but this might be one of the best versions of her. You know, might be the best version of her, which is crazy to me, because at one point in time, when I when when I saw Bailey in her early origins and the hugger gimmick and all that stuff, I thought when she gets to the main roster, she could be the female John Cena in the sense of the merch." And the kid friendly and just making wishes, kissing babies. So it's crazy to me that she is maybe the best version of herself at this point in her career, and she hits this heel, Bailey. Uh, I'm a big fan of her, and and just in general, the women's field's wide open. I love it. Michael Cole mm-hmm. says it later after they showed some of the Rumble by the number stuff, which I love by the way too. Uh, and and yeah. I agree on both men's and women's. This feels like might be the most one of the most unpredictable Rumbles. There are so many legitimate options for who could win um there's a lot there's a ton of women's options for who could win it all just comes back to the same thing to me which is can you make me believe that any of them are going to dethrone Rhea? so that's what i'm watching to see naya i like the idea of naya and doing that um i like the idea of bianca belair you know, especially Bianca and her husband Montez, they have the new reality show coming out. So there's a lot of cross promotion there. You want to have Bianca front and center of Mania season. Of course, Becky and Rhea. I mean, there's there's options that are sexy on the marquee, but you're asking a real diehard Rhea fan to believe that somebody's going to dethrone mommy. And I'm just having a hard time. Yeah, I, uh, you know, you're right about the women's rumble. I feel like with all the big signings and things with the men's rumble, we've sort of unfortunately not talked as much about the women's rumble, but yeah, it is a wide open field there. And Bailey, I would love to get the shot. I'm not, I wasn't one of the first people on the Bailey train, uh, but I've definitely come to learn that she is really one of the more underappreciated backbones of the women's division in WWE. Uh, Jimmy, any thoughts? No, just something Justin said, you know, about Rhea and being a big fan of hers. I'm, I'm, I'm wondering if you can do with Rhea, not not for the same length of time, but something similar to what how they uh, created this version of Roman Reigns. Have a woman hold that championship for a long amount of time. You know, have her retain it at WrestleMania. The person who challenges her and wins a Rumble uh, doesn't necessarily have to beat her at WrestleMania. That's what everybody is thinking. Okay, who, who do we want to see beat her at WrestleMania? She doesn't have to get beat at WrestleMania. Maybe we can turn this into a, a long title reign for the women and make that title mean something again. And I, and I think, Jimmy, I think that's that's a real valuable option to go here. You know, I go back to last week when Nia was in the ring of the promo and, and we talked about it, and Rhea's music hit, and the place went banana. I mean, she got one of the best babyface reactions last week, and she still in the heel locker room. She's still on the heel side of the fence. 
I think you have her go into this year's Mania, again, on the heel side, Judgment Day, whatever. But I think she comes out on the other side of Mania season, and she's a babyface. And, and again, she does not have to be. She does not have to be, you know, high five and smiling with the crowd. She can still keep the edge that makes her cool, but she just shifts, and she has, all, and she starts just working against heels. Mm-hmm. You know, it, 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 I mean, it's 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 the Austin thing. It's it's it's, it's she's still going to be a badass, but you're just going to change the opponent she has. Uh, you know, are going to start to become heels. I I, I think. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's and, and 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 the thing that'll the thing that'll tell the audience, the one major event that will tell the audience, I'm it's okay to cheer for Rhea even though she's still acting like the the same badass that I've seen the last two years. She turns on Dirty Dom, she breaks oh. up with Dirty Dom. She's no longer Dirty Dom's mommy. They if they orchestrate the right f you to Dom. That'll let the crowd know. Okay, it's okay for me to cheer her. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, and we we got a uh, we got a, a question in the chat, and I want to just pitch this to you guys. Uh, Max Feldman asks, "Do you think Jade makes her debut at the Royal Rumble in the event and no, wins no, no, it?" No. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna qualify this. I don't think she wins it. I'm gonna take that out. Do you right. think simply Jade makes her debut at the Royal Rumble? If 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 she were to make her debut at the Royal Rumble, again, it, it contradicts what I want to see uh, happen at WrestleMania. She if she comes to the Rumble and wins it, then she gets the shot at at, at Rhea. I don't want Rhea to lose the title at Rumble. I wanted to see. So, I want to see her continue so, as a champion. So I I don't see her making her debut here at the Rumble. I think save it for um, what is the most watched Raw of the year. After night, after Roman, night, night after WrestleMania, let her make her debut then. Yeah, you. If she made her debut at the Rumble, she better win the damn thing. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, yeah. you just shot yourself in the foot. You shot yourself with a pinky toe. It's 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 really hurting. Mm-hmm. She, I, they are. She is off training right now. That you can. That, that's not a state secret. You can go online and see. She's training. She's working with Natalia. She's working with TJ. She's, and that's great. Get her, get her really ready. Because when you do debut her, it is off to the races. Yeah. But you do not rush mm-hmm. it. We just sat here and said how many women they have and how open of a field this is already at the Rumble. You don't need to complicate that with adding her in the mix too. That 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 that's something for later in the year. And oh, by the way. It's a 30-woman rumble. We already know some of these ladies we're talking about that are that seem like they're prime candidates to possibly win. You know there's going to be a surprise or two or a return or two. That's not Jade. I'm just going to say this. Trinity Fatu, who wrestled in WWE's Naomi, just finished up her days in TNA and had her last partying promo to the TNA crowd. I got to think she's coming back to the company, and rumble will be the perfect place. That's one more woman that's coming back on your screen that you need to give focus to whether she's a baby face that's challenging Rhea or whether she's part of the bloodline because of who she's married to, whatever. Wait on Jade. Jade Jade's going to be like Christmas in July. Wait later in the year. Mm-hmm. I hear you. And we, uh, we got a backstage segment with the Judgment Day where Rhea's upset that Priest is trying to fight everybody and uh, Priest snaps on her. He gets all angry. So Rhea then says DIY should have been handled already, and she's disappointed with the team, and she doesn't think any of it's funny. 
So we get Dominic versus the Miz. Uh, and Truth wants, uh, or we get some our Truth chance starting this to show just how popular he's been lately. Uh, but it's Finn who helps Dom get the win and then attacks Miz. And then uh, afterwards, DIY show up and chase off the Judgment Day. Uh, really build up a little bit more momentum for this DIY Judgment Day situation, Jimmy. And why you answer that, and uh, Justin, you answer that. I'm going to uh, go ahead and restart my internet. I feel like, I think I'm getting kind of glitchy on here. Uh, so I will good. be back. No, you're just, you've been you looking come, great. You, yeah. you guys keep glitching out on me. I thought that was on my end. Am I you've coming? Been looking, if I'm you've coming been, okay, then you've been looking great. I can see every, I can see every follicle of that wonderful hair. You have, you, <laughs> you have not gotten, you have not gotten pixelated like the 92 Madden game or anything like that. No, you're well, great. then in that case, I'm going to stay. I've you're stayed fine. at least 97. Then I'm, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to stay then. Jimmy, mm -hmm. let me hear your thoughts on, on Dom, Miz, and uh, the Judgment Day. No, I, you know, the match was good. You know, I think the, yeah. the, the right guy went over to get that heat and all that sort of thing. And it, But you said it, our truth chance to begin this thing is showing you who is being – man, uh, he's just a gem right now. And I wish, almost wish that he would have had something to do with, with this match as well as we're going to see him later on, right, of, of course. But right now, truth is at that stage where it doesn't matter how many times you put him on television. People are entertained. Mm -hmm. and, and, and you could put him on like four or five times on a three-hour Raw, and people will be entertained every single time he comes on. So, uh, And DIY coming out, I feel bad for because they are just not connecting with the audience. Yeah, it... it DIY made sense, but the problem was as the numbers game came about and everybody's attacking Miz and such after the match, that crowd wanted our truth. That's who they wanted to come make the save. Yeah. And they didn't get it. So poor old DIY <laughs> had to, you know, uh, you know, it sucks. But that that's what the crowd wanted. I want to throw this because this is the most appropriate time we're talking about our truth. I want to share something with you two and with our, our audience. I know all of you are going to laugh out of this. Yeah. Yesterday on Busted Open, you know, doing the Sunday edition with uh, Jonathan Hood, 9 to noon every Sunday on SiriusXM, and we got a call, and this caller had a hilarious pitch for with whatever's going on with our truth and this caller pitch, and I'm sorry, caller, I can't remember who you are. Go back on the, on the, on the episode and listen. This caller pitched... <laughs> What if our truth had little Jimmy all grown up, played by Omas? <laughs> oh my goodness! I lost it. We, Jonathan and I both oh. lost it. It was just, it was just the most stupid. But, but I'm like, that actually would be really funny right now. Little Jimmy's yes. all grown up, and it's Omas. Oh my goodness! Well, what's Omas doing right now? You know, I mean, yeah, why not? You get, get him doing something. Uh, that would be fantastic. That, uh, mm -hmm. that would be fantastic. But I, I do, I do love what you said about the, the R truth thing, because, uh, with him, with the crowd wanting him and getting DIY, I don't think they really put DIY in a position to succeed here. Mm -hmm. Um, and I wonder, and Justin, I want to double back. Do you think that maybe it's hard for DIY to really get beloved by the fans in this situation when judgment day has so many people they're interacting with it? It doesn't, I forget yeah. almost that they're yeah. one of their rivals. Well, yeah, they're they're there's so many different plots going on with Judgment Day, and yeah, you know, you have Priest up top, 
with the briefcase, and he's got a problem with Drew, and he, and he wants to come after Seth if he can get an opportune time. Rhea and all the women we just talked about there. Then this our truth thing has become kind of comedy, but it's there. But then DIY, so then DIY, yeah, it's DIY is at the bottom of the chain of interesting, interesting foils and opponents for Judgment Day. So, um, I think DIY, you know. DIY is, I would hope, is a top priority of the when the reset happens after Mania. All right, what can we do? Do we care? Do we believe in DIY? I'm talking about from the standpoint of the office from creative. Mm-hmm. Do we care if these guys attack team? Like, do we need to build them? Do we need to build them to a tag team title run? Do we do we care? Or what are they better off as of singles? Is one better as a single? Do they go back to NXT and re like what? We got to figure something out here because that's kind of we're, we're we're kind of just doggy paddling. Not 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 to not to jump in here, but uh, the thing is, uh, and again, broken record here. These guys are great in the ring; they're tremendous talents. But give me something to get invested in, other than the fact that, hey, you know what? We could get a great match out of these guys. We need to get invested in them. As mm-hmm. uh, and and perfect example, our truth. What does our truth do? Uh, he, he he doesn't do a twisting, burning 450 hammer phoenix splash to get the crowd. He entertains the crowd because people are invested in him. Yes, yeah. and, and I can't speak I can't speak much to Champa, but as I've said on here before, <clears throat> you know, when I started the when I started on the Indies 15 years ago, it was for a company that, that was doing very well and, and it had Directv doing everything, and it was it was ran by Johnny Gargano's family, and Johnny was one of our top stars, and, I, and obviously justifiably so, and he went on and did a lot of things, but. But I, what I know of Johnny, Johnny has a story. You could tell the Shawn Michaels boyhood dream has come true kind of story with him. There is, mm-hmm. if, if they wanted to, and if Johnny wanted to, Johnny has got a lifelong story from his upbringing to to, to the ups and downs and, and, that, and things that he had to deal with as, as, just, as just a person in life and then as, as a professional. He's got a story, and I'm sure Tommaso Ciampa has one too. I just don't know Ciampa like that personally. But it's there if they want to do it. And WWE knows how to tell those and has a pull in the heartstrings and show you and make you know video packages. So if they want to do it, it's there. But they just have to decide, what are we doing with these guys? Are they just a serviceable tag team? Are they run for singles? What's going on here? Uh, Flobo Boyce in the chat, also one mm-hmm. of the hosts here at Wrestling Inc., says, uh, DIY doesn't work because you can't be, quote, hardworking and do it yourself by helping out an A-lister in The Miz. Mm-hmm. Does he have a point? From a psychology standpoint, you could say yeah. that, yeah. Yeah, that's a fair point. Uh, What's up, Flo? Uh, well, good to see you watching. Yeah, awesome. yeah. yeah. thank uh, you. <laughs> uh, Burning has a question, and uh, I'm going to take a quick shot at it, is uh, in kayfabe, whatever that means. Uh, after hearing <laughs> Seth's injury, why wouldn't Damian Priest and the rest of Judgment Day come down and cash in immediately? Uh, Burning, I would say, and you guys can disagree with me here, is you don't do it because uh, – uh, Drew McIntyre is lurking and he's upset and he's probably going to get involved. And that's why you got to deal with Drew McIntyre mm-hmm. before you can try cashing in on Seth Rollins. And also, know. sorry to, to cut you off, just and, and also because there is an injury there and not the right time to try a roll up or try something. We saw, we saw him injure his knee on a move that he's done 150 times. So, no, no, but, but no, no, but, he, but, no, but, but, but to burn in the character. Yeah. But standpoint. in storyline, but, but, you know, to Bernie's point I, that, that, that he has a point to that, which is, and, and, and Jack, you have a good explanation or a good, good response because Drew's lurking. He's going to stop mm-hmm. this. 
but I do agree that I, I did not expect to see Guther. I'm not mad. I always love to see Guther, but I I was surprised that Priest did not. I, I thought if nothing else, Priest was going to come out and say, "You're hurt. You can't defend this title." I'm naturally the next in line. This is my title. And then Adam Pierce would say, no, no, that's not how we do things. I was surprised we didn't get any judgment day because so to Jack, to your point, I, I, I think to your point and to what Bernie's saying, I think there would have been something to having, <clears throat> excuse me, hit Priest's music when, when Seth's given this ex- explanation, hit Priest's music and he's just got dollar signs in his eyes. He can see it. And as he's coming down, and commentary is like, "Oh my God, he's gonna he's gonna kill the, the the wounded Seth Rollins." Drew cuts Priest off and says, "Oh no no no, you don't worry about him. You got me tonight." I do think there's something there to that. Of there is a you know, it, the, there's also a logic too. A priest, I think Priest has said he's in the Rumble this week. Mm-hmm. Why the hell would you enter a 30 man Rumble and put your body through having to fight 29 other guys when you have a license to steal of that briefcase? If I'm Damian Priest, you don't enter the Rumble. That makes no sense. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I had to laugh there because when when you said uh, you know priest coming out there and seeing dollar signs in his hands, that's when truth comes out with the money for the. <laughs> oh my goodness. that's I don't know that why that popped in my head. <laughs> um, I mean, I agree. I think the logical thing would be that he'd try to cash in. I was just, I'm trying to yeah. patch the holes here. Yeah. To, um, exactly. Uh, Bronson Reed calls out Jay Uso next week. Not sure. There's a whole lot to really add to that because between now and then is a Royal rumble, which will change any thoughts we have on this. Anyways, it makes um, me, th- it makes me think that the Bronx is not in the rumble. Oh. If, 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 if he's calling out a shot for a match next week, that makes me feel like that kind of like disqualifies him from like being a, again, a choice to even put in the rumble match. There were, there, that's funny. You said that because there's a lot of matches that they advertise for next week's raw. It, it, a lot. It, yeah. it almost like, too, I don't want to say too many, but you, you're mm-hmm. trying to promote the Royal Rumble, but you 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 gave us two title matches that are coming up next week, plus that Bronson Reed and, and yeah. J.U., so a, a lot of promo for next week's Raw. And when you do that, that basically just kind of like, again, disqualifies those people that are in the matches for you having a chance of winning the Rumble, so why put right. them in the Rumble? Yeah. Well, I think there are some people, though, they do got to fill. They got 30 people they got to fill in, so... Mm-hmm. I don't know. Oh, they have plenty. They, they, I mean, I love Bronson. They don't need to have Bronson in the Rumble. They That's have true. plenty. But between between who we have, and then if they sprinkle a little bit of NXT in there, which they like to do, and then a couple yeah. surprises, a couple yeah. just random surprises. They, they, I mean, yeah. they, they don't need Bronson. It's just, but the fact that the fact that they made that match official, that he's that kind of was like, well, that feels like that just takes him out of the Rumble match. Mm-hmm. I guess I was thinking, I was only thinking of Raw, but yeah, when I think of NXT and SmackDown, there's obviously a lot more people to add in there. <laughs> Uh, Gable and Ivar have a match before the match. Gable gets hyped up with Alpha Academy, uh, back and forth. Good one, uh, except for the fact that Gable almost landed on his head at one point. Valhalla helps Ivar get the win, and now Jimmy, as you know, with wrestling logic, Akira Tozawa is the new leader of Alpha Academy because he actually beat Ivar. Yeah, again, (laughs) it, it, it kind of I felt bad for Chad Gable. Because I almost mm-hmm. felt like last week after Tozawa get that got that surprise victory over Ivar that Chad Gable would go back to being the uh, the Kurt Angle that never wins a match, mm-hmm. basically, and that's what we have had happened tonight. And you're right; he almost ended the match uh, early with that landing that uh, looked like he landed on the top of his head, and I was like, "Oh my goodness, that that, that looked scary." 
And thank goodness he didn't get hurt. It's just, I'm a big fan of Chad Gables. I want to see him excel and get elevated eventually. But all these losses that are compounded upon him are not helping. And eventually the crowd is going to lose interest too. If they, you know, oh, it's a Chad Gable match. Yes, he's entertaining, but he's not going to win a match. Mm -hmm. And that's the way I'm feeling right now. Yeah, and Justin, this was, like I said, it's very weird that Akira got a clean win last week and now Gable lost a match this week. I don't really know what, I mean, maybe that's the idea, wait and see, as they say, but it's just, it feels like a clunky uh, way of going about whatever they're doing. Yeah, they, I, Chad Gable just comes off, comes off as disposable. He's 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 reliable in the ring. He's funny if we need to put him in a comedy segment, and that's that. I mean, I, I we've we've talked about this all before, the three of us. We we we've mm-hmm. talked about Chad Gable. We've talked about he's the he's the spawn of, of of the late Owen Hart and Kurt Angle. If you were to combine the two careers and talents, they had the chance. They had the chance with him and Gunther. They pat and then once that happened and, and once that didn't happen, they I was like, well, I don't know what's happening now, Chad Gable. Mm-hmm. It, it it really, I hate you hate when you have to say, oh, somebody's got to go get repackaged. You got to go back to the factory and get repackaged. But that kind of feels like where we're at. Either he, or he's just he's just going to be the the guy that's fun. He's he's kind of like the God. He's kind of almost like a this era. He's developing into this era's our truth. You're not expecting him now to win. <clears throat> any serious matches for serious world titles, but he's a reliable, entertaining guy who and that also translates well for house shows. Mm-hmm. Translates well for the live event. Translates well for meet and greets. And you need and you, and you do need those talents. So that's that's I think that's kind of that that's the niche that he's kind of fallen into right now. Uh, Justin Ethan Cruz asks, could he just win a few matches in a row and get back on, get back to where he was no. when he faced Gunther? No. Yep. That, yeah, that, it's hard hard to pull off. I mean, you can try to you can try to switch them to SmackDown, build them back up with some with a good string of legitimate wins, and let them challenge for the U.S. title, who's held by well, right now Logan Paul or somebody else. Mm-hmm. But if you try to redo it with Gunther and IC title, everybody's gonna remember that it's not gonna it's gonna be weird. I think we kind of see through it with guys like that too. Like eh, we see yeah. what you're doing. You're you're heating them back up for this. Yeah. Um, so I yeah I agree I don't know if it, it can happen that quick. Uh, Bernie by the way says sorry for the sidetrack. Love you guys. It's my first time show listening. No, no apologize. No, it was it, it was a good it was a good comment because as I said it was it, it, it there was validity to that. The, the, the priest and them probably should have came out and threatened the money the bank cash in. Mm-hmm. You know uh, someone else who threatened something on during this show Max Feldman pulling up Hogan a surprise entrance in the Royal Rumble Jimmy. Are we going to uh, get Hulkamania in the Royal Rumble this year? Uh, I I don't think so. Would that be a surprise? Yes, it would be. If, if Hulk, uh, I think there's more of a chance of Vince McMahon entering the Royal Rumble than Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Let's put it that way. And yeah, Vince, I don't, is, yeah. I don't. I don't think. I don't think. Uh, I don't think, think Hulk's will be one of the thirtieth spots, but they are in Tampa. That's Hulk's territory, so I wouldn't be shocked if he makes an appearance, especially yes, given the yeah. anniversary that they're talking about oh. this week of Hulkamania. Can you imagine if Vince was one of the entrants, dove under the bottom rope, 
got up and fell back down on his butt like he did in 2005. <laughs> and just, anyway. Yeah. Uh, I regressed. <laughs> I was going to go back to Hogan. I'd like to see a clip of R-Truth selling merchandise in the parking lot, and then he stumbled upon Hulk Hogan. Had like a tailgate or something. Oh, oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, he'll probably be there. That, that wouldn't shock me if he did some, no. like, video package or something. Of course. Uh, so we get to a part that I didn't think we could top that first promo, but fellas, Cody Rhodes and CM Punk come out here. And, and Punk says uh, that he promised to watch out for Cody, but he is breaking his promise when he throws Cody out of the ring. Cody says that that's not new to him. Punk says he was more, he's more the American dream than Cody Rhodes is. And Cody Rhodes says he's more CM Punk. Oh my goodness. This was absolutely fantastic. Uh, I, I think I gave Justin the first round on the, the opening segment. So I'll give Jimmy the first round this time around. Jimmy, I mean, take it away. This was, this was so good. <laughs> So good. How much can you say about this? This was magic. Mm. We talk about getting invested in, in, in characters and getting invested in people and people sounding authentic. Both of them sound so authentic. Telling that story of OVW and, and that sort of thing. And and, ha and 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 Punk talking about Dusty calling him to, you know, to look after, keep an eye on Cody for him and all that sort of stuff. It, again, it was so special. And you talk about... Again, here's the broken record talking again. You talk about talking people into the building. May not have to talk them into the building. It's probably sold out by now, but or get close to it. But you'll talk. You may get it sold out now, and you're going to talk people in front of their screens, in front of their computers to watch. They got people invested in these two gentlemen. And now that I think about it, after seeing this, neither one of them need to win the Rumble because these two guys could face each other at WrestleMania now and get mm -hmm. me invested in what they do there. The Justin, this I've, I, I always say, I think the top three guys on the microphone in actually selling a ticket, selling me to buy a, a pay-per-view or PLE or whatever, to, there's entertaining and then there's actually selling me something and I feel like Paul Heyman, in my opinion, is number one. But number two and three, Cody Rhodes, CM Punk. And I feel like this is the perfect example of, of that. This was not just entertaining and good storytelling, but this this sold a ticket, in my opinion. Uh, it did. Uh, when it was all said and done, it, may, it uh, I was like, well, I don't know what Drew and Priest have lined up in the main event tonight. But it certainly felt like this Cody... CM Punk exchange should have been the last thing that we see as we sign off on the air for tune in and, 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 and well, I know it's not buy the pay-per-view, but tune in and watch Royal Rumble subscribe to Peacock. The way, the way the promo ended, they just stared at each other. They both got out on the opposite end of the ring and they still just like neither wanted to leave the ringside area first. <clears throat> this promo was a work of art. This promo started with, they got in the ring, they, they shook hands, there's no animosity, you know, we're out here for the scheduled time to face off. They, they, they complimented each other the way they did. It was almost like, and as you heard the crowd split, someone to chant Cody, someone to chant Punk, it was almost as if the story of the first part of the promo was these two baby faces, you have the 
white meat 2024 all American good guy babyface and Cody, and then you have the anti authority rebel without a cause cult leader that is CM Punk. That these two very different babyfaces were acknowledging and you know acknowledging and, and, and encouraging the other and, and was telling their fan base, hey, it's okay to cheer for him. Hey, CM Punk fans, it's okay to cheer for Cody Rhodes. Here's why. He's the guy that handled his business in OVW and had and, and had a lot of pressure on him. And then Cody Rhodes is saying, hey, everybody, it's okay to cheer for CM Punk. Here's the guy that did right by me and that, and that clawed his way through the indies and, 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 and had to fight his way, didn't have the last name that I had. We went from this raising each other's hands and celebrating each other as the top two baby faces right now to then on the flick of a dime i was like that little just little little in college excuse my language for any kids that are listening in college we my, me and my buddies just call them this we just call them little dick darts just little little dick darts <laughs> little backhanded you know you don't come right to somebody's face <clears throat> and just say here's why you suck you go well you know yeah <laughs> Oh, your father was an electrician, and this and that. Like, it's just a little dick darts, and that's and all of a sudden you you felt the like oh, and Punk even did. It's like let's 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 take the jacket off. It's getting a little hot in here. We might have to throw down. Like you started feeling that tension, <laughs> and then as they leave, as they both say their final words to each other, how they're both going to be eyeing each other in the Rumble match, mm-hmm. and then they shoulder you know uh, tackle each other and then as they both turn that crowd exploded there was a burst of energy to see them go and throw the blows and they didn't right they restrained themselves and that was great it was it it, it was a work of art and 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 i i i feel just in saying this and i know people hate if we bring up AEW or make comparisons but here's here's the thing but here's something i'm trying to uh, communicate because i say this about AEW in our critiques of you know, it's too much matchmaking, not enough story, not enough taking time, not enough character building. Both of these guys obviously were pivotal, pivotal parts of AEW not too long ago. Just a couple of years ago, they were both in-house. And you could have done the same kind of promo, the same kind of breath, the same kind of time and energy and space could have been put, put towards these two guys if you wanted to. And it never was, it never did happen, whatever, whatever. But this is, you know, when we talk about the comparisons of, of building stories taking your time and it's more about talking to you in the building than jimmy's 450 burning hammer splash this is it you can see the 450 burning splash you can see the fun matchmaking of this style versus style and this person did this and this person did that at this promotion and this wherever once you see it once okay what do you got for me next you give me this kind of promo you got many more miles out of this you got a whole lot more emotional bandwidth than just seeing some crazy strikes, some no selling, and kicking out at one. <laughs> this is what professional wrestling is built on—a promo like that. And 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 to to further that, the, the story they told in the ring was similar to how you build a wrestling match. They started off nice and easy, got the crowd going, got into it, and as it progressed, it got a little more intense, a little more intense, and and the crowd was buying into every word they said every little expression like justin said the little brush at the end when he brushed by him and they turned and they they did that face to face and the crowd just went absolutely nuts but they didn't come to blows they're saving it and that's the perfect part it didn't need to have that 
this is a, I think this is a promo. Uh, this is a, a, uh, we throw out terms like all timer or whatever. I, I don't know how I don't rank these kind of things, but like this definitely felt like this was a historic promo. I think this was ones we could see people sharing on YouTube five years since this one happened, 10 years since this one happened. And it was so, so like every aspect of it was so good. I mean, the storytelling, the comparisons, the way they pulled us in and out where you could swear that CM Punk was going to say, then the rock showed up and took your spot. But he said, I he said, I'm the bigger star or, but something I noticed about this too, I think really was amazing. It's so often when people are like this person won, this person won, whatever. And they always talk about what they said, but I was noticing this time the way the person who wasn't speaking was acting and taking the shots was done so well. Like when CM Punk was talking about being the American dream, you could see like Cody Rhodes was feeling it while it was happening. And, and CM Punk was like, how dare you say you're more punk than me? And like both sides, the whole way, everything was delivered exceptionally. And the fact that the music didn't hit for what felt like mm -hmm. an eternity. And I was, I don't know about you guys, but like whose music's going to hit, whose music's going to hit. And it was so quiet. Just, I, I agree. Jimmy, with you. No, Jimmy, yeah, yeah, Jimmy, go ahead. Jimmy, go ahead. No, no, no. It just, again, going back to that, what I was saying about, it felt like a wrestling match. They sold each other so well. Everything felt authentic. When they spoke, the words that came out of their mouth, everything they said to each other felt real. And the people felt that as well. And you, Justin, you talked about uh, your wife coming in the room when uh, earlier in, in witnessing uh, uh, Valhalla. Uh, my wife was in the room during this promo and she goes, you can see in Punk's eyes that he is a completely different person. She's not a big fan either, but she, she felt it. And she felt what Cody was saying. And, and, and that's someone who's not a wrestling fan. So yeah, I mean, you know, pro, again, one of the things lost in some pro wrestling matches and forums is is selling, making somebody's offense matter and believable. These guys made their words; they sold words. They stood calm, cool, collective. Punk in his main event suit, or actually, Cody in his main event suit. Punk and what he wore to the gym, but then when Punk said, "It gave all those reasons," I'm more the American Dream than you are. Cody took a semicircle lap. That bugged him. And then Punk had the same kind of... They sold. They they got agitated. You could you could be up at the top level. You could feel it and see it. And then, Jack, I'm glad you... you I didn't write it down. I'm so glad that you said it, though, because it's something I would have forgotten. You're right. When they were done, normally it would be very just format, hit somebody's music. But subtly, if when you hit somebody's music after that kind of exchange, especially when it's a babyface, babyface, when you hit one of their music, that's kind of telling the audience immediately, oh, that's who won the exchange. Mm -hmm. That's who won the promo battle. They eventually hit Cody's music, but they waited a long time. Both guys got outside. Both guys scared, stared down. They you know, they got to the point to where it was like they played music because it was going to be awkward silence otherwise. It didn't feel like they were telling me Cody won. It was just like, all right, they're just we're moving on now. And then, and then even Punk, he came up to Baird and is hugging Baird on commentary, and I'm going to win the Rumble. So, you know, in a way, he got a little bit of a, little bit of a, a last word in there on, on, on TV. That that was that was that was as well done as I've seen a promo exchange in WWE, and I, I can't remember how long. 
I hate to sound as corny as this, and, and like you mentioned, Justin, that you know who won this promo battle. I feel like everybody who watched it mm-hmm. won mm-hmm. this promo battle. Yeah. Royal Rumble won that promo battle. Yes. Tune well, in Saturday. Me, yes. Let me let, let me ask one last thing on this because I was seeing this, and Justin, you you mentioned it, and I was seeing the same thing. This should have closed the show. This should yes. have been the end of the show. But like, but let me ask, like. Is it okay to have a, a promo be the last thing? I feel like there's, I get it, but there's this little corniness to it. I feel like our main event is a promo. Well, but in know, this case, I, I mean, this case, I feel like it's you got to do it though, right? It, my thought is, it's your last Raw before Rumble. It's like what's what's if somebody who only watches Raw or whatever, you just what's the last thing you want them to see, making them decide, am I tuning into this Rumble? Am I do, do I have Peacock? Am I signing up for Peacock? How am I watching? This just is the final sell versus what we did see later now there also might be some in the weeds things that 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 answer this when we get to the drew priest main event here in a minute as the match was starting there was a big graphic and i've never seen this before this might be a new this must be a new sponsorship thing there was a graphic for a bell and it was like our one final match and then it was sponsored by capital one or capital bank or something so that's 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 money that's that's a lot of money i'm sure that's millions of dollars that's 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 going on in, in the w sales world so maybe as a stipulation of part of the gimmick here is Capital One wants to be the sponsor of our main event match. And, hey, it's the first time they're doing this. Let's have the main event match be the last thing that's on the show. I don't know. But I'm just saying when I see things like that, that might then answer. And, and we're not privy to that. So who knows? That Maybe that maybe Triple H wanted Punk and Cody to be the last thing. But business dictates, now nah, we need the Capital One match to be the last thing. I, I don't know. But yeah. It is fans have to keep in mind. There's things like that that we have no idea about that they're dealing with. Also, also you have to put, put into consideration from a timing standpoint, because these guys were given time and probably told, take your time, whatever time you need to get through this promo segment. And, you know, you, we can adjust things later. You can call it on the fly afterwards and t- trying yeah. to say, okay, you guys are going to the ring at 1045. I don't, we don't have the extra five or 10 minutes from, from USA network to, to, to cut you guys off. Let this thing happen naturally. And that's how it felt yeah. like they were given that time. Jimmy's right. That, that That's the best. That's probably the best reasoning. You can't let things breathe. If, if, if you're counting them down saying, guys, we're at 59, we're going to be out in 30 seconds. We have about 30 seconds. You know? Yeah. You're probably, that, that's probably the best reasoning right there. Yeah. And that, that makes total sense. And beer money makes actually good point to uh says smackdown closes roman promos all the time that's a good point they, they do um i feel like but it's roman roman can do whatever he wants uh uh so that was the biggest part of the night but we still got a few things zoe stark shana baszler uh beat indy hartwell and candace LeRae. uh and then after the words we get a attack by damage control and uh indy sheer shows up as well just a bunch of stuff here uh jimmy any thoughts on any of this i mean I mean, obviously, some some seeds were planted and whatnot, but after right. that last promo, it's tough to. Uh, no, it's it, super it's, jazzed. It's, yeah, <laughs> the audience told you everything you needed to know. That the promo right before that segment sucked the air and the energy out of the building. They just didn't, uh, unfortunately, care about this match. And, yeah. and 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 again, not to take anything away from the ladies who worked very hard, to, you know, to try and get that audience back, uh, they weren't coming back. Yeah, uh, Justin, I feel like, again, shows there's a lot of females in the tag team division, lots of stuff going on there. I don't really know if there's much more to take from it again. Uh, after no. 
kind of a, a death spot to be fair. So good for them for making the best of it. Yeah. Now you don't you don't want to have to follow that promo spot. But yeah, there's nothing much more to say. Yeah, it is what yeah. it is. Uh, we get to the main event: uh, Damian Priest versus Drew McIntyre. Uh, Haas fight, no judgment day till the end. Truth shows up and tries to get Priest his cut. This causes a series of Truth costing people the match until Drew McIntyre eventually gets the win, uh, which I feel like Drew McIntyre desperately needed. Uh, Justin, uh, thoughts on this and thoughts on a promo by Priest earlier saying Drew McIntyre was only great when things were bad for everybody, but then when things got good, suddenly he's not the guy anymore. Yeah, I refer. I was alluding to that Priest <clears throat> promo way earlier in the night when we were talking about Drew and the contract status and the news portion. And um, yeah, I mean, it was a, a lot of truth kind of being, being spoken to. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, it was a good match. It, it rare match. You got, you know, Drew's a heel, at least in my book he is right now. So you have a heel versus heel. That's not often being done. But it was a good mm-hmm. match. Um, the R-Truth <laughs> aspect, it's, it's such a comical act while we have such seriousness going on so it, 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 i don't know it, it's it's there's a balance there um i i don't know what to make of this i i still have drew in my final four of who the final four men will be in the rumble match i have drew's there he's not winning it but he's in the final four but there'll be one more shortcoming that he'll be mad about um i don't know what priest does again i think it's goofy if priest is in the rumble match because he's the Still the money in the bank briefcase holder, but we'll see. He spoke as if he's going to be in the Rumble match. So we'll see. Um, it was what it was to end. You know, like I said, I, you know, anything was hard to follow after that promo. I'll just yeah. be honest. Yeah. Yeah. After I saw that promo, I was I was ready to come on here and talk about it with you guys. I, I didn't really care about anything else. Yeah, Jimmy, I was going to say, I think the R-Truth adding the silliness to this pro- main event was actually good, even though it's two kind of killers in the ring. Because that the promo was so serious, you need to, you need to change a pace in some no. way. You're not going to out serious them, so you got to give us a, a variety, something different, so it doesn't feel like the same. No, no, that's a great point. Uh, it, it it needed something because, as I said, the poor women suffered the effects of that that promo, where it sucked the life and energy out of the building, and and it was hard. These guys were were having a banger of a match, but it, again. The building, the crowd live there was just, uh, I don't know, still still searching for oxygen. It's like running running a marathon and saying, okay, now I need to breathe a little bit. And they, they were getting with it at times, but it just wasn't there. And having R-Truth get the audience to at least get invested in his segments, his parts of this match, at least got the audience somewhat involved in and going forward, I know he's been responsible for a few losses for Damian Priest mm-hmm. lately. Maybe that's what happens, how you get around the money in the bank cashing, where somehow truth costs you know, Damian Priest the match in his attempt to cash in that money in the bank. Mm-hmm. Maybe. We'll have to see. I think uh, that does it for this. Uh, again, a great, great event for WWE tonight. Uh, we're going into Royal Rumble. We got a beer money asking for predictions. We won't go through the whole show, uh, but just for fun, Justin, let me know your overall thoughts this uh, week's episode, where they can find you online, and let me know who you. Uh, let's 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 put our cards on the table. Who's winning the Royal Rumble, men and women? 
Uh, good roll tonight. Good go home show. Felt good. A lot of energy. A lot of things to be excited about. Um, follow me at Justin Bar across the socials. Uh, next time you can, I'll be, <clears throat> I'll be on one of my good friends' podcast this week, the Juice Box by uh, my Juice Springsteen, wonderful guy. He started as my intern on a radio show years ago. He's turned into a good voice in the community, the wrestling community himself. So, doing my first appearance on his podcast. So we'll we'll give full predictions of the entire Rumble card. I'm sure in my chat with him. Uh, check that out, and then I will be giving my reaction immediately after Rumble the next morning on Busted Open Sunday morning, 9 a.m. to noon. Uh, myself, I don't know who I'm going to be with. Jonathan Hood, my normal partner in crime, he's actually going to be off. He's traveling, so I don't know who I'll be with, but we will be talking Rumble all things Sunday morning. My prediction of who wins the men's Rumble, as I sit right now, is CM Punk. CM Punk wins it. Ooh. Cody Rhodes, if he's going to get... So that mountaintop to try to finish the story again, you're going to make that mountaintop as steep as possible. And that means he comes up short of Rumble. He's got to go through the Elimination Chamber if he's going to earn his way. And then who who knows what else might be standing in his way. I'm going Punk winning this year's Rumble. CM Punk gets one. Jimmy, thoughts on the episode? Where can we find you online? And uh, uh, Justin, do you have a, a female uh, pick? Women's Rumble pick? Uh. It- <sighs> That's a, that's actually even tougher than men's. If I had to pick right now, I, 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 I'd say Becky, even though I think Nia is the best fit, but I think Nia is probably a challenger for Rhea like in Australia in February. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go Becky. I'm going to say that they're going to really build around Becky and Rhea to uh, Mania. And Jimmy, how about yourself? Yeah, if you're going to talk to Women's Rumble, uh, Becky seems like the, a good pick, but Bianca, I think, is also um, one that could uh, really shine at WrestleMania. In, in a match there as far as the men go i hate to put it this way i'm just thinking um and i'm throwing it out there to you guys uh cody not winning the rumble and getting his opportunity against uh, uh roman reigns uh, i mentioned earlier about the most watched raw of the year is usually the one after wrestlemania can you see it happening there the cash in interest no 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 uh, cody getting his opportunity against oh. i know i know technically Roman is a, a SmackDown superstar, but he sh- f- just for that one Raw after WrestleMania, he's there and you know in front of the probably the biggest Raw audience of the of the year. I I, I think Jimmy, in my opinion, I think you'd have a better chance of Roman fighting two matches at Mania. I think you'd have a better chance of him one night fighting Rock and another night fighting Cody, something mm-hmm. to that effect. Yeah. Right. Um, that's just me though. Yeah. No, I just. Throwing it out there, but uh, as far as the men's rumble, who wins it? Uh, Punk is a good choice. Uh, obviously, you know, Cody is a good choice. Maybe we get a surprise, maybe we do get a rock come out and and uh, he ends up uh, fighting Roman for the who is the head of the table. And we don't know, they save Cody for that story to continue later on, but uh, it's a tough one, yeah. I uh I'm going to go Bailey. I think she's going to get the upset and get the win. And you know, I was going to say the rock. I think the rock's the guy. I think he's going to win it. Um, I think he'll be one of those come in at number 30, get the win. And there'll be a small segment of fans who are like, ah, came in at 30 to one. Boo. But then the rest of us are going to be like the rock. Who cares? I'm excited. The rock is here. Um, I think, I think like you said earlier, Jimmy, I mean, CM Punk versus Cody Rhodes. That's a main event to me at WrestleMania too. So mm-hmm. that's, that's what I see there. 
Uh, you can find me at Real Jack Farmer across all social media. You can also check me out, by the way, starting this week, Wednesday nights, covering AEW. Mm-hmm. So that'll be fun. I'll get to hang out with you guys and chat about Dynamite every week as well. Should be a fun one. Everyone, make sure to follow at Wrestling Inc. for all of your wrestling news. By the way, shout out to everyone. Burning, uh, Adam Staples, Beer Money, Bernie DC, Killer of Demons, Baby Ice, uh, Jack Ro- Roman. Hey, Jack, I didn't see you uh, the whole chat. Where did you sneak in? Deadpool Party, you too. <laughs> Same with you, Blue Chew. I saw you all the, the whole time, Blue Chew. But in any case, thank you guys so much for joining us. Make sure to watch the After NXT show right here on Wrestling Inc. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.